Hey, and welcome to the first episode of AA with John and Kev. Kev, Asada. Asa. Everything's good on my side. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. Uh, Kev and I wanted to give a brief little description about where we come from, how we know each other. Kev, can you start that off? New London, Ohio. A small-ass town, population of what, like 3,000 people? Yeah, right around there. Um, Kevin and I have known each other since kindergarten. I'm 29 years old. I've known him for roughly 25 years, which seems like a long time. Typically, people who go through school, they don't keep their friendship. I think that's like a stigma. Yeah, you you might be friends on Facebook, but you're not actually. You're not friends with the people that you met in kindergarten, let's be real. You might keep up in terms of looking on that Facebook, hey, what they're doing right now. I I just want to see how their life's going. But no, we we know. Yeah. That's the difference. We're tight as fuck. (laughs) But anyways, yeah, we've known each other for a very long time. We uh, got this idea to start a podcast several years ago because Kevin and I have been very good at talking to each other for a very long time. We had several fires at his old house here in New London where we grew up and talked for roughly 10 hours, which is nuts to me. Yeah, it was almost a a 12-hour shift. It's not that nuts to me. Um, I worked 12-hour shifts all the time. (laughs) Talking for 10, not shit to me. It's just the idea that I don't think people can kind of keep that conversation energy like we do no yeah i get it we have a we have a special thing going on here so that's why we decided to to do this pretty much um a little bit about me my name's kevin raider i am a senior sales representative at go wireless in finley ohio um i like to sell cell phones that's that's my that's my whole thing that's how i that's how i make my nut um It's not a dream job, but I think it's a stepping stone there. Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to be very successful at it if there was anything to say. Yeah, I mean, it's that's not a thing. I've worked there since June, and I'm I'm one of the top performing reps in the company. Well, the beautiful thing about that, I think, is you have a wonderful personality, which I think in that market, that's what you have to have. Yeah, people come back to me, and I've had even people come that say, "Hey, my friend told me to come see you because you helped them so well." But to describe myself, I am 29 years old. John Pole is my name. I uh own a couple of businesses in Oberlin, started them with my family. We're doing very well. Um, that's actually probably going to be the rest of my career other than starting this podcast with you know one of my best friends. That is what I do. We deal in hazardous material packaging. We sell packaging that houses specimens or some sort of transplant item or some sort of whatever the case may be, whether it's in the biomedical field. Something it's, gross. It's not great. But no, I, I love what I do. It is... I think my niche, if that makes sense. See, that's what I'm saying. My job, I, I don't mind what I do, but I know it's it, that's my stepping stone so I can get to where you're at. That's, yeah. that's the goal. So, I mean, where do you think your next step is with Verizon Wireless? No, I mean, this is my five year. I'm here for the next five years. I'm going to try to stack as much of this commission that I'm banking um, and then you know buy a home and figure out what I want to do, what, what kind of business I want to start. Yeah. Do you plan to start business in the future? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's if you're an American and your goal is not to start a business, you fucking didn't even get the rule book on how to play. The idea here in America clearly is to start a business. I get that. It's I mean, it's part of living the American dream. But give me your ideas for that. Do you have it? No, I have no real concrete. That's that's the problem. I need to get some money going. and, And once I can really have an investment where I can believe something can happen, I think I could start brainstorming there. I'd love to do something, you know, with 
audio production. I whipped this up pretty quick. Well, I mean, that's kind of the thing, you know. You're very creative. You've done this for a very long time. You know, even in high school, when we were much younger, uh, you played with that software Audacity, which to me, when I saw it, seemed like it was Spanish. I have no idea how you actually understood that. There were well, so many different sections of it. Mrs. Trask will tell you that learning Spanish isn't actually all that hard. Sure. You put your mind to it. You can. Uh, you can do it. And really, it's just. It wasn't. It was meant to be. I was meant to. I was meant to do something with this kind of. This kind of software. You know, I think so as well. Um, you know, as I've seen us put this stuff together, it's crazy. You know, your knowledge in it, but it's interesting to me. I wish I could actually learn this myself. The thing is, is like I wish I could learn like another language, but how I obviously don't really wish I could or else I would this to me when I'm doing this kind of work. I think that is your second language. Well, yeah, basically when I'm doing this kind of work, it time just flies by. It's like, it's non-existent. I can sit, I can sit here and work on a song or, or any kind of audio recording for eight straight hours and look at the clock and be shocked at how much time has gone by. I actually suppose that's kind of the idea in which, you know, enjoying what you do is different from actually working where time can be slow yeah. and then it can be very fast. That's actually the worst doing something you love. watching the clock waiting for time to go by. And you know, for those of course that don't know, um, with our history that we spoke about a little bit, um, you know, Kevin, when he was younger, had uh, this group of friends that he worked with in terms of, you know, like I said, his history with Audacity, which is almost like a, a, a music or beat production kind of software. I believe that's correct. Right. Well, Audacity is just a, it's, it's simply like a, a voice, it's just a recording program. Like you can, you can plug a microphone in and record audio. On oh, okay. It. And, you know, he had a group of friends that actually, they made their own kind of music beat wise and then they rapped on it. And what was the name of that? Polish the 419. Represent. Um, <laughs> uh, who was, I can't even remember. I know David was in there. Bryce was in there, I think. And can you give me a little explanation oh, on that? Jay Sal, Thomas, T Money Vermilion. Um our our good friend Jacob was a part of it at one time. Um, really it was all Bryce though. It was all his doing. He's the one that introduced me to to knowing anything about any of this stuff. Did it become like almost where you're like the new Bryce? Like no, that's no. Like could never not be. to be the new Bryce, but like to where he kind of adopted that spirit in you that wanted to figure out these softwares like Audacity and the way I become the new Bryce is only if someone like you wants to learn and, and makes me the oh, new Bryce. Oh, okay. So he actually taught somebody, you. I have to I have a, I have to have somebody who comes to me and I put them on and then they fall in love with it too and then I'm in I'm the new Bryce then. It was amazing to actually see that in the past. You know, that was actually MySpace days, which is crazy to me because that was the primary social mm. platform you know some people who listen to this might be like what the fuck is what are they talking about what is myspace that was our primary social platform it wasn't facebook it wasn't twitter it wasn't instagram it wasn't snapchat i actually 90s from, baby what's good <laughs> from time to time from time to time actually get on to myspace just to see what it's like and i don't even know that i'm it's pretty sure it's just a i've done the same it's just a music streaming platform now the crazy thing is there's so many ads and pop-ups in that um, I guess URL itself that it, it doesn't even function properly. Right. It's just it's it's purely a like a echo chamber for 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 ads. The most amazing thing for MySpace right now is because I actually know my own specific profiles um URL. So it, it's myspace.com/slash 
Lil JP one 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 seven, which was my AIM name, which is amazing to talk That's about. Nice. Can't wait to get into there. Yeah. Um, and I go to it every now and then. And if please, if you want to do it, it is myspace.com slash L I L J P one 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 seven. And you'll see these old pictures of me, and it's crazy to me. And I, I think it's funny, you know, to look back an, an entire decade. Because if you can remember, I think MySpace died in 2011-ish. ish. I, I don't know specifically. I'd say that somewhere around that era. But, um, yeah, there it is. Um, I get on there from time to time just to look a decade back and see what I was doing, what I was looking at. Am I in your top eight, bitch? Yes, you are. Um, <laughs> it's, I can't wait until this loads. How like, many times have you thought in your past? It's like, can what I click to- on my profile and look at my shit? Possibly. But how many times have you thought like, what if top eight still existed? Like, That's, made, dude, no, no, we should have difference. seen what is, what is the reality today coming? Like they fucked us up from the start, man. We are soldiers and pioneers. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's incredible to me that we come from this kind of form of social platform to what we have today. You know, even if you go to the minimalist side of Facebook to where, I don't know if you hate this as much as I do. Every time I scroll down Facebook, I see a new quiz that you have to take. And what everybody's do doing that. Oh, you mean it's like the stupid quiz. app thing that just yeah, tells you what it's Disney one of those princess things. you are? And, yeah, and... It's not those specifically, but lately it's been quizzes. It's been these things where you can take an entire long quiz. I took a quiz that said, John, basically it started off this way. John, we want to see if we can predict what state you're from just by the food that you eat. And I was just bored that day, so I thought sure. I'd do it. <laughs> Fuck it. There I'm was down. 112 questions to answer. <laughs> Damn, bro. That's legit. Fucking, that's talk about wasting time. Here's the worst bro. part. Here's the worst part. I got through 78 of them and it timed out. So it was a waste of time. That was the worst part. How do of it. you get through without it timing out? I actually don't know the analytics of it. Yes, you just have to. Do, 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 do. Every single question that I went through, it was. You got to do it on your actual laptop. Oh yeah, you have to be on a computer to do it. I didn't do it on my oh, phone. Oh okay. yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mention that. But um, yeah, you have to take every single question. Um, it wasn't like quick or anything. Every question worked fairly well, but once you got to the 70th, 70th or 78th or somewhere in the eighties, it would time you out. And all that time was a waste. And trust me, it took a decent amount of time. I was just bored. Right. Wanted to see what it was like. It's like, Oh, this can guess where I'm from, dude. What if it comes up new London? I'm excited about that. What did it come up? Well, it timed out. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> That's stupid. That's retarded. But no, I mean, that's, I actually do this fairly often, you know, going back to the MySpace, MySpace story. Um, I get on there just to see what I was doing, who I was friends with, what my, what I looked like. It it was insane to me. I think that because we're talking about it, the server's like really over crammed. Like all of our listeners are jumping on MySpace (laughs) to check theirs as well. So it's not loading right now, but. Oh, Oh, good Lord. But no, I mean. I hope that you actually did. You find your profile? No, I. It was. It's loading extremely slow, and I can't handle it. And that's MySpace, man. I, I swear to you, if you get onto your own page and you see what yourself was like, you know, a decade prior to now, it's it, scary. It, it's nuts. You know, I've gotten on there and I see myself, and it's like, geez, it's cringeworthy. Yeah, <laughs> super cringe. Makes you feel like shit inside. It's, it's almost as bad as when you black the fuck out and people start telling you shit that you said last night. That, but I'm saying it's actually that's better 
when you black I think, out. I think so too. And, and it, it kind of makes me think, you know, not to go into politics or never, but you know, like Donald Trump's tweets is how I relate myself as to being like, Oh, I have a night where I drank and I drank whiskey and you know, I wake up and it's like, what did I tweet? And I see it. And it's like, it, it's like, geez, let me take that back. For Donald Trump's is the same, except his is off Adderall, not alcohol. Well, either way, I mean, that's a different topic, but you know, on this, my state, my space topic, I feel like that was our dating profile. That's Tinder. That's Bumble today. That is what we dealt with. See, I don't, I don't equate it to that. You're like doing MySpace is. a disservice by saying that. MySpace is fucking. That was Facebook. That was Instagram. That was had. Snapchat. That's what I'm saying. It was so the it, fucking shit. It, it was shit. that collectiveness of it that they gave us coined that. the term. They yeah. coined the term. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's to me was our dating. I remember when I was, you know, just fresh out of high school and I had my MySpace. I was very good on MySpace and I actually had a lot of, you know, female companionship on MySpace. So it felt like to me I stole Julie right from you, bro. Right. I know. <laughs> so I mean it felt like that was our dating profile. It's how we met people. And now it's a thing of the past. It's crazy how that time flies, and it, it, it's not. Me, it's evolved in. It's not a thing of the past. It is the. It is the new normal. It's just become so much of a part of our everyday lives. It doesn't feel as cool as it felt when it was brand fucking new back then. Think of the term evolution when they speak on science-wise, and we speak like the evolution of human. You know, it's like that's the evolution for softwares for us. That's the evolution of social platforms. It's amazing to me that in 2005, Zuckerberg started Facebook, and then. It was specifically meant for college students, and then it just erupted into I this thing. I love that movie. That, oh, it's amazing. And it erupted him into this massive amount of wealth like nobody can even comprehend. That, to no. me, is crazy. I don't know what to think about that guy, to be 100% honest. He's nuts. Yeah. yeah well, he seems like he's – I mean, he, he knows what he's doing. I mean, look what he did. Look what he, But that's the thing. He didn't even really fucking do it. Whoever created MySpace, they figured it out. If you think about it, every single – brilliant mind like that has somebody who actually did the real work for them if you look back but i think he is brilliant i mean there's more of the intelligence and then there's more of the intelligence wise in terms of connections and talking and actually being communicatively so brilliant i guess you know that's what made steve jobs so brilliant because his you know watson did every bit of his work for him in terms of actually putting the computers together but he could market it so well more than anyone else could it's kind of like and listen in my head um, Justin Timberlake is Sean Parker in real life. Um, so Justin Timberlake created Napster, and he's also the guy who told Mark Zuckerberg to drop the the on the Facebook. Yeah. That's fire right there. That's, That's what, what you're is. talking about. It's it's not having it's any brilliance. contribution other than the fucking smallest tweak on the marketing that's going to make it hit. It's that brilliance in marketing and that outreach that draws people in. Yeah, I would say, you know, and that to me is brilliant. But, you know, that to me, I think that's the epitome, you know, in our decade or our generation of growing up was our social platform. I think that is the epitome of it. And I wish I can go back to those days, logging onto my MySpace and seeing that new picture comments or dude, if you had a good day, if you had a day where you had multiple things, it was straight up. I'm not lying to you speaking from experience almost exactly like shooting heroin directly into your vein. <laughs> I'm not fucking kidding. Talk about escalation quickly. But... I'm not joking, though. I'm, oh, I get I it. can compare those two feelings, and the feeling you would get logging into MySpace and knowing that people fucking gave a shit about what you posted, and especially if they were positive. I don't even think there was likes. There was comments. There was... 
I don't remember. There was like picture I can comments. Think there were actually- there was new messages, new photo comments, new comments because remember at the bottom of your page on the right there was this whole list of people could comment on your page. Yeah. And then you also had on your photos you had comments, then you had messages, then you had likes. I remember that as well. There was likes. Yes. So see, that's what I mean. Mark Zuckerberg did not do a goddamn thing, bro. He fucking copied off of Tom. It's brilliant, dude. I don't know oh, if Tom created about, it, but I, if Tom Tom was everybody's first motherfucking friend in the whole social Tom, media dude, world. That, oh my god. If you don't know who Tom is, you're too young. Turn the podcast off now. I can't wait until we start the actual photo part of this podcast. Cause can you remember that photo of Tom where he's like, and there's a chalkboard? Well, that's the that's the fucking that's the picture of Tom. I love it. This is like I you you so said much. it like there was many pictures that we would well know no of Tom. Do you remember that photo? The white you know t-shirt I mean? Tom oh, photo. I love yeah. It. It's some people fucking have it as their like Facebook default picture. I like those people. There's not a single person that is in our age group, even our parents cuz I remember both of my parents were on that. Nobody can in our age group again cannot relate to MySpace. Like it it, it was so good in its heyday, I suppose. It was so good. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. Um, what I was gonna say is we're pioneers of like life. We've be we've become this new generation. We're the last people. You remember dial up? Oh my goodness. There's I like wish. no. Okay, so there's a segment of people who aren't considered old. Who remember dial-up? We're the fucking youngest. I wish... I mean, I don't know if you can, but can you remember the tone that it used to do? It was like... (laughs) Like, it was nuts, man. It's like you had to dial-up to get some sort of internet. And I remember you were actually the first friend, if you can think back, that actually had, I think, DSL internet is what it was called back then. And it was dad's. No, it was your mom's. My mom's on top of it, That was that computer room, My dad always tried flexing, but my mom outflexed every time. (laughs) No, man, that was insane to me. And, you know, getting back onto that topic, you know, of of thinking of what MySpace was and, you know, the top eight, if you could think, if that existed today, how many problems would it cause? If you had to guess, I would guess a lot. I feel like it would become a thing where it would be optional on on Facebook because nobody uses MySpace, so it would have to be a, a world where... Facebook has a top eight and it would be an option to have the top eight and nobody, it would be uncool in adult world to have the actual top eight and nobody would do it Mm -hmm. just because of the exact like controversial issues that would be raised by that whole thing. So you think just because people are these social go-getters and they want to provide, you know, this kind of non-conflicting idea of socialism, you think they want to exclude themselves from that option of having a top eight right they wouldn't because they they wouldn't want to they they wouldn't want to cause problems they want to hurt people's feelings that's the main thing and that's today the, that actually makes a lot of sense yeah it's easy to hurt somebody's feelings online on accident yeah i know mike is an example but we can talk about this idea that even if, yes we can get to that later but um, the idea is here, even if those social issues didn't exist, can you picture a lifestyle right now? Nobody has those social issues, and there's a top eight involved. How many problems that would cause? Because I, yeah. I can even remember back when when I used to ask questions like, man, I'm number four in your top eight? What is going on? No, and the smallest occurrence 
would change somebody's like today like if we're in high school because this was high school bro yeah oh yeah we're at high school that day and and you fucking tell a good joke and everybody laughs at me at the lunch table. Maybe I'm moving you down past fucking Pablo in the, in the top eight tomorrow. You know what I mean? It might be, it is going to be what's going to be. For those of you that don't know, Pablo is one of our best friends. We also grew up with him. But um, we'll have him on soon. But no, I mean, I, I just picture. I I can't picture it perfectly. But I remember back in high school, man. Like a top eight was a big deal. And I think if it existed today. We'd be almost in some sort of trouble. Exactly, which it, is why, that's it, what I'm saying. I think that the responsible adult would understand the risks that the top eight carried and would opt out. I kind of wish that it did exist, to be honest, because but, I want to see it. I want to see how friend groups actually collide with that idea of a top eight. And I think MySpace had that almost as like a secret tool, like because it made it more popular. You know, it had. I the, think they were like experiment. That's what I'm talking about. Pioneer. We are all that shit was was the first of its kind um it was it was you know unlike anything that had ever been seen if you would have told somebody in the 1980s hey in the year you know 20 2008 it, this is what's going to happen they would they wouldn't even be able to comprehend what you were talking about they'd get bored and like be like go away oh of course man i mean you think back then it was nothing but just talking in person there was no cell phones there was no yeah, nothing no, but i mean like give them the option to have something like that i don't know how it would have worked back then i'm that actually is going to be a question i, I hope one day we can get some of our parents on here because i want to know what it's like in the 80s because i don't know and i love that decade and i love that music but. i mean you're talking about like a party line era where where like I, I don't know the exact details of it but i've had older customers who i try to like talk about like back in the day it was flip phones back in the day it was bag phones and then like they keep going back and back and some people talk about these party lines where it was essentially where you could listen in on you know how the home phones were all connected and you could pick up the phone and listen yeah to i mean it would be the downstairs person picking yeah. up the phone. oh somebody's on the phone and they yeah. could just listen to your whole conversation mm-hmm. and it's just, it's insane how technology has just murdered all of that stuff that was commonplace not that long ago. Yeah. Like I mean, there's home phones, dude. If you still have a home phone in your house, you are one of very few. You know, the crazy thing to me in the idea of technology, I guess, is that ideal behind electric cars. If you think back, you know, Chevy actually created this car. Again, I think it was like 2006, 2007 era. It's called the Volt. It was all electric. And I think once Tesla came out, I think somewhere in the era of 2012-ish, 2011, maybe 2013, where they first invented that really popular all-electric car, um, we had that figured out far before that. that. That's crazy to me. Those those Teslas are fire, first and foremost. Yes. I love the way they I look. I love the, the CEO of the company. Elon. Yeah, dude. Fire. Smart. Um. Anyway, that has always been something. That was like one of the first points that I learned about that changed my perspective on the way the world works and why things are the way that they are is the whole electric car argument. Because I heard that in like the 70s, they had something similar to the Chevy Volt. And basically, the gist of the story is the oil company shut it down. Yeah, I mean, um, I actually read a story. It was fairly recent. I know in Europe somewhere, I don't know if it was Skoda, I don't know if it was BMW, I don't know if it was even Porsche, but I think Porsche started a little later, so I would guess not. I believe in the 70s, a car company made this all-electric vehicle that could make it maybe 70 miles. 
on an entire battery charge. And that, to me, says there's nothing but all these regulations that are in support of, you know, these oil companies. That they want that, you know, basically in our nation's debt, that gross domestic product is what we're looking for. We're looking for that Dow Jones industrial side to be so high in the stock market and... You know, it's just regulations that hold it against it. Well, I, and that's something that I don't fully understand is if oil were to die tomorrow, what would that mean for the economy? Probably it, terrible, terrible things. Like the oil industry is a huge impact. I would imagine every motherfucker and their dad, mom, and cousin, uncle, everybody has a car. Everybody has a car. So everybody's getting gas. Very few people have cars that solely run off of gasoline that's mm -hmm. that's a fragment of the you know i think the biggest thing going into that conversation is the idea that america as well as the world is moving toward clean energy they're all looking for wind power which you know creates that turbine which is magnet which creates electricity whatever they're looking for solar power they're looking for any kind of clean energy, energy they can and there are and you know, look at America right now. If you buy an electric car, I don't know if they already interrupted this kind of tax break, but if you buy an electric car, you get an extra $2,500 in your tax rebate. So if you buy Tesla for $37,500, say the Tesla Model 3, I'm giving that as an example. You're getting a fat tax you're, return that, that year. It's not that. You're getting $2,500 back. So you're buying the car basically at $35,000. But you're buying that car most likely on a loan. You're getting that rebate back on your tax returns that next year that's a come up yeah of course i mean smart people would put that toward their car so yeah, they got that thirty-five thousand dollar price tag but you know i mean that's the idea nowadays it's just to move more towards clean energy and you know i i hope it goes that way because with if any kind of you it know has to go that way any kind of economist or economist as most would say i say it differently or environmentalist they would probably throw up in the idea of how fast we're moving and how fast we're burning these energy resources i think i think you're right but i also think that no matter what we do no matter what we screw up what no matter what we heck up as you would say um we will prevail. We, I mean, not necessarily us. We might be part of the people who die in a plague or something. But humans in general, I believe in in the we'll human. We'll always find an, a solution. To yes, a even if even if the world goes down in flames, I know some of us will get off this planet and populate a different one and keep going. Yeah, humans are badass motherfuckers. We <laughs> do not go down easy. I believe so as well. That's I what I feel sad for any humans out there who don't understand their the power that they hold the world there's no greater being than you on earth think about the development between 1980 and 2010 that's 30 years only 30 years we took how long through you know we're talking the uh, the Roaring Twenties through to the Depression through to... You're just talking about... I'm you're uh, talking about American in, history. I know, but I'm, that's what I'm speaking in I terms of the humans. revolution and adaption of technology, how that's going to build us forward. We do deal with some of the smartest people in the world right now. Well, and we've done that in the last course of the you know 40 years, back to the 80s. 
Imagine what it's going to be like. We're going to shorten that 40-year gap. It's getting exponentially greater. The, yeah. the speed at which it's There's increasing. There's no way. To, I mean, we're too good. We are far too good at what we do. We're far too smart. The intelligence that builds on, and these people that actually want to make a statement like Elon Musk that wanted to go against those regulations in terms of electric cars actually said something. They wanted to go against the people that said, okay, well, big oil runs our economy right now. We have too much money flowing. And Elon Musk said, fuck you. I'm going to go against the regulations. I'll get with the EPA. I'll get with the um, automotive, uh, automotive companies, and we'll get together, and we'll say, hey, electric is the future. That's what we're doing. Right. There it has wasn't, to be done. Yeah, there wasn't anything against it. And I, it, that was him saying, man, fuck this. I, I want to start something new. It was, it's, That, to me, is crazy. I, but, hey, we have nothing but more to you know, progress forward from there uh, to speak on the technology. Sure. Wise. My thing was that even when humans fucking didn't know a thing back when we were even, you know, you could say we didn't know a thing when the pyramids were being built. That's a big, you know, that's something we could dive in and talk to or talk about for hours is just like ancient Egypt and what went on back then and what it means for today. And, Whatever, but you would say that those people were pretty primitive compared to what we have today when we have Google in our pocket. Um, but even back then, humans compared to any other species of animal on the entire planet were so far incredibly just advanced. Yeah. It's just like we have an unfair advantage. It's And, and to be like, that's the thing. Like I've been depressed. I've been like down on my luck and shit, but it's like, you're a human being. You you got to be like the greatest thing on earth. Like do something with You're it. You're also set to do brilliant things. That to me is yeah. you have the option to do so like man, you could learn anything you want in our generation as well. Not to speak solely on our generation, but I mean you could do basically anything that you want. That's like, what I mean. The difference between any other animal and humans is we can manipulate it, the universe to our we will. We have the ability of intelligence. We free, get to choose yeah, these things. Yeah. We have free will. We have like, like a just a it, I don't know because some dogs and stuff are pretty smart so I can't say that they don't have a conscience I'd like to think that some a conscience is one collective energy that's distributed evenly throughout all living things that that like seems like it makes sense to me I think of it as like the golden rule treat treat them as you would treat yourself or yeah. you would like to be treated whatever um, go on the golden rule yeah, the golden rule. That's what I mean. The reason why that's a thing is because we are, you are me, and I am you, and everybody is everybody. You know, so you want to, you know, you want to treat everybody nice. And if everybody could do that, things would be perfect. Yeah. If people were just nice. And I believe that too. You know, but kind of that leads me to a different kind of topic. I want to get into a segment what? of the show where we talk about some of our top five favorites, I guess. Oh. And. What do you think we should talk about this week? Because I think we should talk about TV shows. I Top. watch a lot of TV. I waste most of my free time, and it's watching TV <laughs> shows. Me too, I suppose. But, Kev, let's just go down the list, and we'll go one by one. We'll go your first and my first against mine against yours. So, Kev, what is your first favorite TV show? You're talking about my number one favorite show. Yes. Probably Game of Thrones. You know... I watched that show because I've had several people tell me that it's the greatest show ever made. And there's a lot of arguments I could say that uh, Breaking Bad is up there, The Office is up there. There's a lot of TV shows. Breaking that, Bad is one that when we made this list, I did not think about. 
That's tough because I did and I didn't put it in there. I feel bad about so that. nobody put Breaking Bad on their list, but it still got brought up. That speaks to the type of show it is. Just, it's a sleeper. It's all about how you connect to that TV show as well. If you love it, then hey, I and fucking you love it. really like that show. It's an amazing show. And number one, I can't remember his name, Aaron something, who plays Jesse in that show. He's an amazing actor. Just saying. He's but, a little dramatic, but that's crazy. I love his. Because he's in one of my favorite shows, season three. The, late, the, the latest season of Westworld. Now, I don't know where that exactly would have played on my top five and one to five, what place it would have ranked, but Westworld, the guy you're talking about, Jesse whatever the fuck, Jesse Pinkerton is what comes to mind. Jesse name. Pinkman. Pinkman. Yes. Okay, I so I name... straight up led that. I know I didn't know the name, but don't, don't try to move past the fact hey. that I pretty much knew his name. I know his name is Aaron something. I've seen him on several different things, not just What's Breaking Jesse Bad. Pinkman then? What do you mean? What's, oh, that's his name. On... That's his name on Breaking Bad. Oh. Yes, his name is Aaron something in real life. I can't Sanchez. remember. No. <laughs> but moving on to my number one show, and a lot of people would call me a high school female, but it is One Tree Hill. Yeah, gay. I, They'd say gay. I love that show, and I know there's plenty of people out there that would relate to that show. I think I it fuck, is. I love the show. It is the CB Network's best show I think they've ever played. And Sophia Bush, who is a main character in One Tree Hill, I believe plays in the CB's Chicago Fire. I, th- I don't know if it's on the CB. I think it is. Um, she's very good, uh, and she's also smoky um but yeah i mean hey i think it's here i don't know i think i think the pizza's here let me check okay john will be right back but while he's gone i'm gonna tell you all of his secrets just kidding okay i'm back no the pizza's not here sorry guys no pizza but anyways back to it um speaking of sophia bush i think I th- honestly, if we go back to like um, One Tree Hill days, I think it started in 2006, and I think in 2011 she was named the prettiest girl in the world, either by People magazine or there's some magazine that says it. But One Tree Hill is a wonderful show, and that's my number one without question. No that's pro- your favorite show that yes. you've ever seen yes. in your life. No question about it. I just love it. Every single bit of it. Now, Kev, we're going to What was go... Sophia's last name? Bush. She is absolutely beautiful. Kev's going to look it up on his phone because she doesn't... He doesn't know. I forgot what she, who she Dude, was. Dude, she is beautiful, man. Oh, I can already see from your phone. It's crazy how sexy she is. What? Who does she play in that show? Um, Wait, in One Tree Hill? Yeah. Oh, Brooke Davis. See, it's been too long. And the crazy thing about One Tree Hill for me is is I never cared about it when it actually came out. I only binge-watched it on Netflix when I was just a homeless loser at Pablo's house. But that's the thing, man. I'm telling you. That show I right there. I loved it. I if you, loved if the you, show. Yeah, of course. I can't binge-watch something that I don't love. You know, she actually was one of the main characters that lasted from season one all the way through season nine. And that's actually impressive to me because the other two main characters, Hillary Burton and Chad Michael Murray, who played Lucas and Peyton, which was the biggest love story in that show, left in season six. That was their last season. And then season seven, it was a totally different plot and it changed completely. And that's kind of where I lost interest. But 
When uh, you originally talked about Sophia Bush, I just I pictured Peyton. Oh no, that's Hillary Burton. Yeah, right. she also, I know also she looks like. she's also the, very beautiful. She's the blonde girl. Yes, right. very very beautiful too. But Kev, we're gonna move on to your second choice, and I'm excited about this one. Oh, it's House MD, and honestly, the only reason it's number two is just because I saw it first. If 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 I had seen Game of Thrones when I saw House, and I saw House second. I think that I would have fallen in love with House more. I haven't watched House as of late because it's just not on any of the streaming platforms that I have. Oh, yeah. So it's like it used to be on Hulu. It's not on there anymore. But um, it's, it is one of the best shows of all time. It is, and I agree. Um, I think you have to give so many props to, I think, and one of my heroes, which – he appears later in my top five, but one of my heroes and who I would actually aspire to be in terms of his character, not who he is, is House, which his real name is Hugh Laurie. He's an Englishman who has a very deep accent, which yeah. nobody would even come close to considering. Also, Stuart Little's dad. Did not know that. You didn't know that? No. Yeah. Hugh Laurie is a wonderful talent. If you didn't know, he is an actual blues player. He is a musician. And that's where he actually brought his fame from was music. He, you might not know that just like I, I could see your face. No, I didn't know that. I feel like I, I knew that from watching House that he Hugh plays the Laurie guitar. must have some sort of musical interest. Because, yeah. because I'm going to tell you right now, the greatest shows let the, let the lead characters bleed through the, with their real personality. Yeah, and you know that's the thing too. I want you to think of if you can imagine those old episodes of House, um, when he'd be in his apartment. There was guitars. There was these things where I don't know if it's it's difficult to remember, but I guarantee you, if you picture back far enough in that, I guess show there is Doctor House in his apartment with guitars and he's playing music and he's of course popping Vicodin and drinking yeah, whiskey. Yeah. And that's... And seriously, there's really no... There's there's a few things. There's MySpace notifications, <laughs> there's whiskey and opioids, and there's like true love. Just something of that addiction. There's those three things that can make you feel that certain feeling, and that's what that that show... Probably it's a, it's a fucked up reason that I like it is because it shows you that you can have that sick, demented side to yourself and still always be right every single time, no matter what. I love that. And uh, again, going back to those old episodes of House, um, his best friend was Wilson. He was an oncologist. Um, sure, I love Wilson. And Rest he used, in peace. That was... <laughs> That was the number one thing. You know, Wilson was always coming to Greg House's home and then checking on him because he was a pill addict. Um, Jesus Christ. Now just thinking back, it's one of the, it is one of the greatest shows ever made. But You just forget about it because it's older. Yeah, I mean. And it, in, in 2020, time moves like fucking nothing. I so. feel bad for everybody because that used to be on Netflix, and it's not anymore. It's on Prime Video. That's what it is. Amazon? Yeah. Oh wow! Prime. They must have bought. Well, I remember the last time I was watching it frequently, it was on Hulu still, but yeah, it's not, not on there anymore. Mm-mm. And it was, and when it was on Netflix, that was a freaking, that was a freaking damn blessing. You know what I mean? You know, now that we've actually gotten into this podcast and we're talking about this top five, I could tell you I am going to start that again tonight. I'm very because I have Prime. I'm gonna have to get those login credentials. I'm scared about you seeing what I order. Oh, I won't. I won't log in on my phone. Just on my Xbox. It's fine. I'll give it to you. It's no Thank problem. Thank you. But 
don't we'll do go. It. Don't do it over the air. We'll go to my second uh, top five show for sure. And I had a there was confliction between my second show and my third show because I think these two coincide so well together, and I think it's almost like they were produced by the same exact producer and director. Um, the Office would be my number two show. Oh, nice. There's a lot of people I think that would agree with that, but I don't. The Office for me, I, I mean, it's obviously going to be on my list as well. I love The Office, but what I hate about The Office is it made it, and then it that's that's what that's the thing about everybody who finally makes it to that point of legendary status is you have those bandwagon fan, fans that makes it feel like it's not cool anymore. The Office is too popular for its own good. Isn't it amazing to go back to, you know, I don't know about you, but I don't remember the first episode of The Office in a sense that when it was on TV. We got it when it was on Netflix. No, I know. And I'm, so in a sense, the type of person I just described was myself. Yeah. Piece of shit fans who jumped on the bandwagon when it came to a streaming But that's the thing. It's a, it's a good show. You know, and. It's fucking masterfully done. And it's something that I think is. It's something that is like just like I explain about a lot of things. It's impossible to replicate something like that. You had the perfect cast with the perfect writers, with the perfect everything about it was just perfect. Yeah, and now that I think show. about it, just bringing it up, because um, I just said that you know I think the two shows, The Office and The Parks and Rec, uh, shows they kind of coincide. They actually did have the same producer, I think. I don't know if he held the position of producer or he held the position of director. I'm not sure. But you know Moe's? You know Moe's in the show The Office? Yeah, Dwight's, Dwight's cousin yeah. slash like, brother, basically. If you can picture Pam and uh, Jim pulling up to Dwight's house and then Moe's running runs. next to the car, yeah. that's him. He produced The Office. Or directed it, I can't remember. And I've watched many different shows on YouTube. Oh, a lot of them were also done by um, the Temp. Fucking what's his name? Uh, oh, JB Novak. Uh, JB Novak. That's BJ. BJ, BJ Novak. Novak. That's what it yeah. is. He's also a big part. And I think that they have to give those writing credits because because a lot of them are improvising on the spot when. They're, oh, of course. Yeah. And that's amazing. Have you ever gotten onto YouTube and watched the offices like? bloopers it's it's seriously something that i can it's one of the few things that if it's a 30 minute video i'll sit through the entire oh, thing easy easy yeah. dude i swear to god that's almost more entertaining than the office because those characters that they <laughs> picked for so that show they're so true dude they're i know so true those characters they picked for that show was that's perfect. what i'm talking about the casting you can't duplicate that and you can't you can't it's like fucking being born with natural talent. It's something you can't coach. It's something that happened by chance. It's amazing, and it fucking we all got blessed with it. But I promise you, when you get bored, just look up uh, Moe's on The Office, and he's like some big-time director or producer and whatever. That's crazy. I never knew that. Yeah, it, he led the show. But anyways, let's move on to... Well, yeah, my my number my number like three, three after, after House would have been The Office, so we've obviously covered that. So let's move on to my... Number four, which is Westworld, which you say you never heard I've of. I've never heard of, never seen anything about Westworld. Is there any common um, actors or somebody you'd recognize from that show? Yes. Who? That's who I was talking about was was um, on your show that's going to come up is Breaking Bad. Okay, nice. Do you know who plays Jesse? Uh, Aaron something. Aaron something. So Please look that up for me, Kev. Yeah, Give a break. To, I want to see who this I know it's Aaron something. But he's a really good actor. I know yeah. that for sure. 
It's Jesse on. It's Jesse Pinkman. Um, Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. That's it. Wow, the most common white name ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) Good thing that we did that because that's one of the main names on Westworld, but only exclusive to season three. Season one and two, not too many names. I don't think I could point out anybody that you would readily identify. Um, but Westworld fire motherfucking show that's probably gonna be it's it's like a uh, so give me an idea is it is it situational it's a flash comedy forward is to it... the future it's a science fiction drama oh, nice. crime like oh my god dude it's it's hard to explain it's hbo max i pay 16.99 really this is in season just to watch the new season i feel like if there's a show on hbo max it's, it's a good fire. show for sure no that's <laughs> the thing even when i see the ads like when i'm watching the Westworld, it obviously showed. And when I was watching Game of Thrones, that's how I found Westworld because I saw ads for it when I was watching Game of Thrones. When Game what, of Thrones, what drew you into it? Was it images? What no, the it, description? No, yeah, it was. It was the plot. Oh, okay. I mean, it's it's a setting where okay, imagine Grant. Th- okay, do you have you ever played Red Dead Redemption? No, I have not, but I have seen people play it because videos pop up on my Facebook so, all the time. It's essentially Red Dead Redemption is Grand Theft Auto, but set back in a time where I know that it's it was the wild, the old wild cowboy West, basically. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I know that. So imagine this. Imagine it's Red Dead Redemption. Grand Theft Auto. Straight up Grand Theft Auto five, but Red Dead Redemption back in those times. But it's it's animated reality and it's you and it feels like you and it's a place where if you're if you if you make money like you make money as John Pohl in 2020 today, <laughs> nice. you could go and visit this place and take a vacation with your family, and you pretty much get to go into a Grand Theft Auto world where you can beat the shit out of anybody, stab them, kill them, gamble, do whatever you want to do in this little world like Grand Theft Auto, but it's you and it feels like a real life. Well, not to change topics, but I wish they would make some sort of virtual reality of that game to where I can actually do something Listen, of that sort. That's that's the thing. So the the beginning of this this is, we could go off on a huge tangent here. So let's be careful Please. not to. We got to stay in our top fives okay. here. The tangent we could go diving into is this technology will begin to present itself soon. And when it does, it will be so. in the way of hospice care. They will and they will put a, something into your brain where you can experience an alternate reality that's ultimately comfortable and great compared to the real demise that you're experiencing. If you can keep somebody on life support and in this animated reality where they can actually articulate thoughts and imagine things and live in a world and actually think that they're doing like fine that would be a miracle really yeah i mean nobody would ever have to technically like really die they could actually still be living life but this is like less than that the tv west world is just where it's like a it's a fantasy park it's like a cedar point but but for you can go into this thing and it's it's real life but the things the robots that they create to make this thing break out and they become like sentient they realize that they are a thing too and it's basically the the computer becomes aware of itself it's a sure. it's a robot versus human it's like the new former version of uh irobot where if you can guess what celebrity artist rap artist will smith no <laughs> a r&b, R&B uh, rap artist okay will smith doesn't count r&b rap artist if you can guess, I'll give you a hundred dollars right now. If you can guess who is the like the new co-star of season three, 
Can you give me any kind of hint or no? No. Nope. Because if we're just guessing R&B artists. R&B. Rapper R&B. So we're talking Chris Brown. Is that your guess? Yes. No, that's wrong. It's Kid Cudi. Damn it. Cleveland. Shot. Oh, holler at me. Yeah. I love Kid the Cudi, Cleveland artists. Kid Cudi and the Jesse Pinkman um, characters are actually intertwined in season three. It's when I heard wrong. rap and R&B, it comes quick with Chris Brown because he does both and right. he's very good. Yeah. So does Kid Cudi. All right, what's what's your Anyways, next? going back to our top five, my fourth would be How I Met Your Mother, which I is... I love that show, bro. Dude, it's so good. Uh, Josh Radner, he is also an Ohioan, if you did not know, who plays Ted in that show, if you can think of that show very well. There's yeah. Marshall, and there's Ted, and there's Lily, and all these people. Barney as well, which is Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, for sure. He's and, he's a great. I'm telling you, I've I wished I always I watched that show in fragments, but I'd always wish that I could watch it from the first episode to the end. Please do because my brother and I, Greg, we talk about it so much, and it's an amazing show. And I think it's underrated in a sense. I think it goes unnoticed, but um, I'm gonna get back to that in a second. The pizza's here. John's going to get it this time. It's official. I heard that knock. But guess what? I'm hungry, so it's fine anyways. He's coming back right now. Oh, goodness. I got it. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was but coming anyways, that But anyways, I wanted to come into this idea talking about, um, you know, my fourth, which I said was How I Met Your Mother. Uh, Josh Radner, if you can remember from that show. Who's Barney? Barney was Neil Patrick Harris. He was the no, guy. No, 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 no. Who's, who's the guy you're talking about? Josh Radner, yeah. he, his name was Ted. Ted. He was who's... the one telling the story, that that entire storyline. Yeah, line. the dad, the main guy. Yes. It's Jason Seabaugh. No, Jason no, Seabaugh. Jason Siegel. Siegel. Number. There you go. That's what I meant. That is Marshall. Marshall. But, and How I Met That's Your his Mother. Best Isn't How I Met Your Mother some way intertwined? Or no, no, no. Um, fucking, he's forgetting Sarah Marshall. Or it's just the same guy. Yeah, it's the just show. the same guy, Jason Siegel. <laughs> But, no. but then get him to the Greek. We'll move on to movies and different Yeah, week. sure, sure, sure. We'll probably do another top five eventually. But with this show, How I Met Your Mother, I'm telling you, Josh Radner, the only reason I wanted to get to him, who plays Ted, is from Columbus, actually. And that, to me, is very cool. And he actually dealt with... What other shows is he ever in? Any? Uh, not too many. I know there's a couple. I looked it up before, and it was like it wasn't something so common like we would see today. The biggest thing is I wanted to get into this topic, and I'm sorry about it. But Josh Why? Josh Radner, who plays Ted in that show from Columbus, Ohio, um, took so many interviews on YouTube specifically. I don't know if they were on if they were televised or whatever. So many people sat down with him, they held interviews and he was like very depressed, like terribly. Like he dealt with so much dark stuff, I guess. In Hollywood? I guess. I don't necessarily know for sure, but I know um God, I'm trying to think of the things he used to say in those interviews. I can't think of them specifically, but he like dealt with a lot of stuff. And I'm curious as to why. You know, you're worth millions of dollars. And I know money doesn't buy happiness, I suppose. I don't but. think I hate hate, 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 hate when people talk about 
see, money doesn't buy happiness. No, it doesn't That's buy life, happiness. Man. I think that money, I think that the internet, I don't think that they change anybody for who they are. I think they expose them for who they are. If you're if you're like deep down a real butthole to everybody that you meet and then you win the lottery, you're just going to be a bigger butthole to everybody that you meet. You're not going to turn some new leaf and be a nice person. If you're a generous, caring, amazing person and you win the lottery, you're going to be an even more generous, amazing, caring person when you win the lottery. I know this is going to be very controversial, and I agree with what you're saying, without question. But, I mean, you have to understand these these are actors. These are people that are paid millions of dollars. Millions. You know, so if you can imagine somebody just drops a million dollars into your account to act a different way than what your normal personality is, is there not that chance that you're going to get mixed up with what your personality is to what you act and it's going to mess up your brain a little bit? I think what, what, if money and fame are two different things. Sure. I mean, money will get you like to get a big head. I think it's super dangerous if you're super young and and you get famous and rich at the same time. Sure, that is hard to come back from. If you're if you're if you have money, it depends on when you get it. I guess if you get it too early, you're gonna you're probably gonna not have the best values and you're gonna mess up. I mean, that's not necessarily on the track that I was on, but I mean, I just think that. If somebody paid me millions of dollars and they wanted to, they wanted me to portray this idea that I was a an enemy in a show, that I hated people and I was this bad person, I guess that it would be, you know, once you do that a hundred times as an actor, it might almost like alter you become your brain. that person. <laughs> it's not that, no, no. But I, I think swear, it's like you actors. Almost... I I swear, there's actors that I'm like, that's got to be how they actually are. You almost get. I th- I think you almost get displaced. It's like you don't remember who you are. It's like you almost lose the good person that you are. I guess. Do but... you know anybody who is an actual actor? Uh, the only actor I know is adult actresses. That's it. And of course, you know her as well. So, like, nobody who's had, like... Nobody's going to understand the term adult actress, but it's for adult films. Right. Yeah, I got... I I understood what you meant. Yeah. But, um... So, no, you don't... Like, I just... Only reason I asked is because your company is, like, based in Oberlin, and I know that that's an art school. I didn't know if you knew any actors there. Thought oh. I thought it might be fun to talk to an actual actor and see if sometimes they think they get lost in their characters and if it like actually might sway their personality at all. Well, the beauty in that is um, it's not all actors and actresses. It's not what it is. It's a liberal arts school. It's arts. It's the form of the art. It could be music. Sure, could I be didn't acting. mean specifically actors, sure. but Ed Helms went there. Yeah, and I'm glad that you said that. Um, that's the only person that I actually know that went to that school. And for the those, office. For those, yes, that was Andy. If you guys don't know, um, Oberlin College started in 1833, and it became one of the most successful and most brilliant schools in Ohio for liberal arts. And it's actually one that competes for the best liberal arts schools in the nation. And um, from The Hangover, Ed Helms, who plays, who is it, Dr. Stu, Stu what? I can't remember. Frick me. Well, we could just go to the office, I suppose, because he acted in that as well. He was Andy. I also can't remember his last name in that either. Bernard is Andy in the Bernard. office, but in, in Hangover, it's fucking with me because I'm trying to remember what too. What was Stu? Stu um, what? I, all I can think of is like Zach Galifianakis saying, Stuart! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
um, Jesus, now it's just killing me. But, you know, he did go to college there. It was it was his graduate school. Um, it's actually a very recognized school. And if you actually went to Oberlin, it's, I, I hope that some of you do, even after, after just listening, listening to this, you know, some of the locals, I it's suppose. It's Dr. Stuart Price. That's what it is, Stuart Price. But, you know, just... Some of our locals, please, if you listen to this, go to Oberlin if you haven't been, and I promise you it's the most ridiculous atmosphere. There's some of the best food you could even imagine. You know, they house, I think, in our, I guess, western part of Cleveland, some of the best food places you could imagine. Unfortunately, because of COVID, a couple of them shut down. But like they, permanently? Yeah, oh yeah. Like what? Um, the number one was the corner joint. That was. I feel like I read about that on social media. Oh, gorgeous, gorgeous place to go. Uh, Oberlin Kitchen shut down. Um, what was it? Black River Cafe went down. Agave Burrito Bar went down. Wow, that's multiple places. A lot places. went down. Um, but, you know, it's, as you would expect, a college town. You know, it's it's meant for that. It's meant to have plenty of different things you can go do, I guess, when you're on college campus. Yeah. But, man. I don't know. My, like, Cleveland experience was different than all those restaurants you were talking about. I don't know. Um, But, no, I could tell you right now, um, we're not talking Cleveland or downtown. We're not talking, you know, Cleveland State University. We're not talking about the flats. We're not talking about the Cleveland part of things. But I think if you were Ohio City Burrito. If you were to take any kind of distance out of Cleveland, Oberlin is one of those spots where you want to be in terms yeah. of food. And I promise you... No, I don't you, even mean just food in general. I just We haven't even got to your your my fifth. Your fifth is house. We can get to that. Yeah, we we'll get there eventually. <laughs> my no. number five is Ozark. That's something nobody's talked about, and that's kind of unfortunate, and I wish... Honestly, he's not... He's not my number five. Wait, who? Ozark. Oh. Not himself. He's not a man. The show Ozark. Yeah. I, Jason Bateman, number one. Jason underrated. Bateman. He's is, funny he's as heck. Underra- I don't know. I wish... I think that, he's underrated. He probably is, but it's sad to say that, because he shouldn't be. If, if, if people out there don't understand the talent that man holds, crazy. I think he is incredibly underrated. I think in Horrible Bosses and the second part of it, I think he killed it. I think, of course, oh, and in I Ozark. Oh, I love those. Oh, my God. That makes me think of a TV show I didn't mention. That's fine. Go ahead. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, of course. That's in my top five. Who am I Charlie Day. Off? Charlie Day. I'm, is... I'm honestly, I'm crossing off the office for It's Always Sunny. Okay. We'll go Always Sunny. Yeah. We'll cross that off. The office can honestly, you got the office. They can suck my cop. I don't cuss anymore. Jesus Christ, I can't even. That's right. you, don't, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. That's that's one of my favorite shows, along with Ozark. There's also a lot of people right now that say that Charlie Day is a way overrated actor. They're whack. He's funny as heck. Hilarious. I swear to you. And I think that I think his fame initiated. I think in Horrible Bosses. I think when he once he got that part, I know he was funny as heck. And nobody really knew about that show, though. Yeah, not many. But Always Sunny, yes, he's amazing. He's very, very good. But I think it brought to light how good he was in Horrible Bosses. I think that 
also being accompanied by some of the most brilliant artists. I mean, you're talking about Jamie Foxx was in that. Even though he played a small part, he was accompanied Motherfucker by... Motherfucker Jones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was accompanied by brilliant artists. I think that's what literally made him shine. I think personally, but there is no underration whatsoever with me. I think Charlie Day is funny as hell. He is... Authenticity is what does it for me, and to me... I don't think that there's any possible way that he's not just the because in in it's always sunny in Philadelphia and in horrible bosses those two characters could be the same fucking guy. You could do like an episode where it's a crossover between the two, the show and the movie and Charlie got into a situation with the, some boss and and it's believable. It's the same character. He and, plays the same character in those two two roles that he's most known for. It's that's him. That's who he. That's I've, maybe not him, but just that that funny guy that he is when he puts on. Do that you act. think that's a part of it? Like when it comes to being an actor, there has to be some sort of position. It's a it's it's a split. It's almost a split personality. I have a I have a like experience in that. Like to where it's like I'm in a in my funny mode. I'm doing kind of like funnier, crazier things than I would normally do. Saying things in a different way than I would normally say them. I feel like it's a character almost. I mean, the way I like to see it almost is like, um, imagine one of your favorite artists in terms of acting, I guess, or actresses. Um, Denzel Washington. It's my favorite too, if that's your favorite. Um, Number one? We'll get to top fives later on that. Yeah, that's perfect. But imagine, you know, your favorite actor or one we've talked about already in improv. I think... Imagine us against Dave them. Chappelle with that. Of course. We're not talking about... We'll get to top five comedians eventually, too. But talk about your favorite actresses or even, you know, the people we've talked about in our segment in improv. And then put yourself against them. So you have to be in improv with, say, the likes of Jason Bateman or Charlie Day or, you know, Hugh Laurie. Like, could you imagine how horrible we would be against them to me i think about that a lot i feel like i would do okay i would not i think it would depend on the mood of the day but if i was in the right mindset i think i could go off and i think i'm just waiting for my person like that to find me now i kind of you know i i own businesses i guess and i've gone to multi you know, large conventions, as you know, and I'm very good at talking to people. I've always been able to get my way out of things just by talking. It's the key to life. It's just easy. But That's what humans are good at. If I think of improv and I think of something like going against, let's say even going to One Tree Hill, like I said, Chad Michael Murray, or we're going, you know. What do you mean going against? Because I can fictitiously draw up a scene in my mind on the spot. It's not wild and out. It's not you're not battling, but it's wild now. I think's written like fuck Nick Cannon all the way. That's on record. <laughs> but no, I mean it's the idea of it's it's not a battle. It's you have a fictitious screenplay against one of your favorite actors, and you have to improv every single bit of bit of it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you're set on whose that line stage. is it anyway? I believe in whose line is it anyway. That's a good Ryan Styles, by the way. Frick me, he's good and funny as heck. They're Colin, all so Colin good. too. But anyways, so we're going to move on. I'm sorry we kind of went on a tangent. Um, let's see. Your final. Actually, All we no. have left to mention is House, and we've already really covered yeah, House. Yeah, that was Kevin's number two, and um, House is good. I think I think Hugh Laurie right now is one of my largest idols. If you look at his 
I guess, um, personality, I guess, or his, his kind of humanity in that show was so good, I guess. As a drug addict, oh, too. Man. No, and it was it was not. It was another instance how I described The Office. Okay. Perfect casting, perfect writing, perfect everything for everybody to make the show the amazing fucking thing that it was. It was every single character was just right. Foreman, you know, they, they – and even when – this is one thing that shows that Run As Long As House did rarely do right. And that's when they have that shift where a lot of people's contracts were up and they wanted to go do other things and they had to do a big character shift. They played it perfectly by doing the thing where they had all the new doctors and it was, they eliminated house was eliminating them until he filled his slot on his team. And, and that was just, that was a really good way of transitioning into a new character set. Olivia Wilde was part of the new. I'm so glad you said that. She was part of the new permanent set, which was the perfect addition to an already amazing cast. I need some help with this. If we go back to the original season of house, uh, we're talking, Hugh Laurie, which was House. We're talking uh, Omar Epps, which was um, Foreman. Foreman, and we're talking. I can't remember his name, but Chase. Yeah. What was his name? I can't remember his name, but that's not what I'm looking. I'm looking for more television Blake. names. Something Blake. But um, there was uh, Chase, and then who played the gal in that show? And not many people. She was in plenty of other shows. Cameron. Cameron. That was it. So it was Foreman, Chase, Cameron, and House. And even though, of course, you'll bring up the idea that, you know, they're trying to perfectly cast this show. Also, by the way, Lisa Cuddy, hot. She she only became hot by the end, though. At the beginning of the show, I didn't think she was, but I sure as fuck would jack off to her. Lisa Cuddy? Lisa Cuddy? God, what a smoke show. Nice tits. mm, I'd get naked quick for her. She's so hot. Um, one, And you're right, though. Once the end of the show came, once it, it, it kind of proved... House's love, I guess, for Lisa, even though they talked about it the entire show. Um, no, I mean, she was a smoky thing. I That's one thing, and it's probably just the way that anybody about a beloved show always feels. I just didn't like the way it ended. Oh, of course. But it, it had to end somehow, and I think it was only eight or nine seasons, and that's the same as Game of Thrones. Those really great shows just... You know, they have to die sometime. And I hate it, too. Hey, can we get one honorable mention out here? And I don't know if you'll agree with me. Friends. I've never watched Friends. And here's the thing. I wow. also, If we're going to speak honorable mentions as well, my dad would be pissed at me if I did not say it on the podcast. Seinfeld. Seinfeld, I guess, oh, is supposed to be Seinfeld. one of... Jerry Seinfeld was actually one of the most successful comedians to ever do it. And... That I, that show is super hilarious. Plus, just like you were saying, the stand-up, he does the clips at the beginning of each episode, and, and they're funny as hell. He is. Have you ever guy. watched Seinfeld's comedy? I've never watched a whole stand-up segment. <laughs> I've only ever watched the little clips that he plays before I'll try episodes. to do like a little, and it's going to be horrible, but I'll do a little impression of Seinfeld. I'm trying to think from his comedy that my dad showed me, like, movie tickets? What are we doing? What, what is it? Train tickets? You know, it's it's that always was pretty good. I it's feel always like. it's always something like that with Jerry Seinfeld, but it's always so funny. You remember when Michael Scott does the Chris Rock impression? Huh? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Because it's the ethics training, I think. Yeah. No, diversity training, I think. Forget One of exactly those. What he I says. think it's diversity training. 
but that's really good. And he, his name is Mr. Brown. And he's like, oh, okay. He's like, says something. He's like, no, that's actually my name. And then Michael Scott's like, not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, that show is the people who are like, I'm waiting for it to be funny. I'm just like, what do you mean? It's, it is nonstop hilarious. Yeah, I agree. We were talking about MySpace earlier. You said your MySpace URL was myspace.com slash LilJP1117. Yeah. Um, and you said you remembered that because it was your AIM name. Mm-hmm. That made me think of something that I used to really love, and that was the AOL Instant Messenger Dude, program. AIM, that was, I mean, that was texting nowadays, if you think about it. I mean, yeah. did you have a computer in your room when you were young? Like, did you have a computer that you, des- or was it just like the typical? It was a family computer, yeah. and it was a computer yeah, room, yeah. but I lived in that room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying my mom would have to come in that room every night at 10.30 p.m. and say, hey, it's bedtime, you know? Man, I could tell you this. Um throughout my family's history we had all these kind of old computers no matter what we had a computer whether it was dial-up internet or fast beat internet or whatever the case may be my mom basically bought every generation of computer apple involved back from way back when and you know i took it upon myself as a young guy which i actually kind of like about my past um I took different parts from different computers and took whether who had or which computer had the highest RAM or which had the best CPU. I was or the fan same or, way. And I, I built this computer and I put it in my bedroom. And I, you know, now that we're getting onto the topic of AIM, I had this computer right next to my bed, which was the best thing ever. I think. You know, going, if I could picture I myself. I remember that setup now that you're talking about, the one on Birch Park Drive. No, it's actually. It on, was out on, out on. Yes. Oh, damn. That was the computer that I built. The computer you're thinking of was way later, but, you know, I can picture myself walking into my bedroom and it was like the end of the night and I was going to get in bed, but I would get onto my computer just to put an away message, like going to Got bed. Got to. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it was always the thing to do. And. I don't know. I'm trying to picture myself on AIM. What? Because I don't know if you remember, there was this little picture that you could have. Like when you see your name, if you were to hover the cursor over someone's name, their little tiny square profile it was, popped up. Well, you could put those little dancing or like the, you could put little like animations there. Hmm. My, I mean, I wasn't that intuitive with it. For sure, I've never done that, but mine was always a picture of something. It was always some sort of... my. I think mine, if I go back to it, I think it was album covers. It's like what I used. And I think the last one I can remember was... Because uh, we were into a lot of different music when we were growing up. I was big time into Kid Rock. was like my biggest... Devil without a car. Yeah, my biggest enthusiast when I was growing up. And... Also, Lincoln Park. Don't. We're just gonna take a quick break from this to talk about how, when John and me and another guy that was in our grade named Kenny Williams, we were gonna do a talent show at the lunch period when we were in some grade in elementary school. Um, we were gonna do "In the End" by Lincoln Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure we got up there and we did it right. Oh, we did. And like we, we did, we do the first verse twice in a row or something. Yes, we did. 
Yeah. It was the first verse twice in a row because we didn't know what we were doing, and I still think it was good. We didn't rehearse once, if so it was straight up. It was really a live performance, and that's fire compared to any other kids our age. You know what the most humility, humiliating thing about it was? It was the idea that the teacher actually came and grabbed the microphone and stopped us. Is that what happened? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. We weren't willing yes. to go down easy? Nope. We were not. Shit. Okay, but, well, back to what we were talking about. You know... Uh, I, I can just picture that big thing for us with AIM. You know, like, it was always our type of communication. It wasn't text somebody, hey, I'm going home, I'm, I'll see you later or something. It was always get home to your computer, put in a way message. It was, honestly, it was it was part of fa- Facebook before Facebook, too. AIM, and there was also Yahoo Messenger that just wasn't our wave. Like there was other parts of the country that Yahoo Messenger was the exact same that AIM was for us and MySpace together, those chatting apps and the, the MySpace app or programs, I guess it was back then. They were the, the precursor to Facebook. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I, I I'm trying to think now. Cause those away messages were statuses more than anything. My best. What was my, I had my first A O or AIM name, and of course that was Lil JP one one seven. I was Dip Man Fresh twenty three. I remember, of course, and that's fucking crazy. It's like an institution to you have to have an embarrassing first uh, name on AIM. But my second was even more embarrassing than even my first, because my sister actually set up my first one, and she asked me, "Oh, is this good?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's fine." But um, my first one again was Lil JP one one seven. My second one, I think, was. NLB ball for life, and I think life I remember had that a Y in it. I remember that those times. That's so weird that it was such a small time, but yeah. like we were talking about, it's like time goes by so fast, dude, crazy fast. But the, yeah, I mean, it what, seemed so long in the moment, though. What was your second AIM name? K Row for show. Pretty, and pretty did solid. it stick from there? Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. After chat called me K Row, it was game over. That's me. Yeah, that's that's nuts to me. And that's kind of the same thing with Yahoo. You know what I mean? Like, we grew up with AIM, but, you know, Yahoo had that same kind of impact on us. It not, was Not necessarily for everyone. I never used Yahoo. You never had it. Never, never had, had a Yahoo no. email. There was girls who used it, but I was like, if you use that, you're not for me. It's yep. like an Android today. I guess. I mean, it kind of splits the comparison. But I can tell you, you know, um, there was this portion of Yahoo that had games on it, and it was... Actually, really nice. Um, there was basically what we have is eight ball pool today. Yeah, I love that app. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, that was the game back then. We played it on these box ass computers, but um, <laughs> they also had chats while you were playing with these people. That was like our online gaming. And you know, I had one of my best friends at the time. Um, we used to get on there, and it was. If I had to put it into words in terms of the chat, I would say it was gross because there was always people looking for your ASL. And for those of you that don't know the ASL, it meant what, Kev? Age, sex, location. So what you're saying is it was like pool, chat, roulette. Basically, I mean, if you think about it, going back, even even though you bring up chat roulette, imagine what that was like, you know, going back to your younger days and Does chat roulette. Does anybody know what chat roulette is? I don't think so. It's just dicks. <laughs> it's just it's just nonstop. And that's the thing, too. It's like FaceTime with dicks, and then every now and then you get a real person. You know, the problem was, I think, I can't think in the idea that somebody who created Omega or 
fucking <laughs> Omegle, yeah. Omegle, that was it. And or chat roulette. I can't think for them, but I think it was just another streaming platform, but then people used it just to show their penises. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it took me a second to realize what you meant, but yes. And people are always looking for a new excuse to show their penis. You know, it almost will take you into an idea of how OnlyFans started. I mean, that get- is that's the epitome of social media. When MySpace first hatched, I was like, I wish that a girl would just post herself naked. And, and now, now they do. Now look where we are today. They'll just do it. And it's not only women, man. There's a bunch no, of men there's on there. dicks. If you There's want dicks. show and kick. Yeah. That's how it is, man. It's it's crazy how that kind of transition happened between our generation of social media between nowadays. It's rough. It is really rough. It's almost it's like a new generation and I don't want I'm not saying this in a degrading way. It's a new form of prostitution, just like it's no contact. Honestly, it really is if you think about it. You know, there's no doubt about it. You know, I think there's some sort of regulatory issue where they hide it. And I think they find some sort of loophole, but oh, it's that's legal. What, that's what and only I think, fans I think is. prostitution should be legal. You You're, should be allowed to pay somebody that wants to fuck. You this for is money. what I don't understand, and I know right now prostitution is legal. I know that no matter what, if there's an exchange of a dollar amount for some sort of activity, whether it may be anything, I think that's where escorts developed right. here in uh, Las Vegas, but. Any kind of exchange in hand of money for some sort of activity, I think, should be presumed illegal. And I don't know how it slipped through, but that's the loophole. It wasn't an exchange for sex. It was an exchange for something. If you think of OnlyFans, that's the one I don't get because there is an exchange. There's a dollar amount exchanged, and then there is nudity. It's almost like, okay, well, that makes sense. It's almost like paying for porn. It is. It's just paying for porn, but somebody that you might know. Yeah, yeah. That I've never actually understood. Have you ever have you ever paid for an OnlyFans subscription? Hell no. <laughs> right. Seems crazy to me. I get but porn for free, guys. If you want www.pornhub.com. Obviously, though, a lot of people <laughs> like a lot of people are paying. Yeah, man. I know it's it's a new thing, though. I mean. It, there might if if you go back to your sixteen year old self, what were you looking at? Oh, I would have I would have for sure stole my mom's card and paid for that without question. Yep. If I got to see somebody, I know it doesn't happen in your own grade school. It doesn't it doesn't happen in your own specific school setting. But can you imagine having the idea in your own high school? The girl that you really like, you get to pay to see them naked and do these things. As a high schooler, seeing the girl you like naked, you're going to jump all over that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a dream, man. I mean, I feel like there's nothing better than that. And if I could, I would have absolutely done that. For sure. Well, I think that's a good spot where we wrap this thing up, John. First episode, what do you think? Oh, it was great, man. I think it's a good place to wrap it up, too. So, uh, Kev, take us out. All right. Every single Saturday, we're coming to a podcast streaming platform near you. Be on the lookout for us. This is AA with John and Kev.